Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Trace. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. It's a beautiful good. day. Thankfully. Yep. We... Spring has sprung, finally. Yeah, but it hasn't felt like it. I know. It's been, we broke a record in April, mm-hmm. here in Chicagoland anyway. Mm-hmm. We've had the most cloudy days ever. You know, when the skies are gray... I'm sorry. I know that the sun is shining somewhere, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I have that seasonal disorder thing that's yeah. sad, which we did a podcast on. We did. So if back. anybody's struggling with, um, you know, sadness from mm-hmm. seasonal affective disorder, check it out. Yeah. I forgot what episode number oh, it is, gosh. but it's in the archives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if this is the first time that someone is joining us, welcome to the podcast and Catherine and I will be your hosts for the next 45 minutes or so or whatever it takes to get through this topic. Every single week, we drop a brand new episode, mm-hmm. new content, fresh. Yeah. Fresh like fresh Try to make it bread. fresh. Right. Mm, smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some butter on it. Ooh. I know. Oh, gosh. And we're both dieting. <laughs> so, of course. Specifically for me, from bread. The bread. Yeah. Well, I bought, okay, side note, because mm-hmm. we're already off the rails. We've yeah. only been talking for like two minutes and we're already on yeah. a different side note. I bought Seed-tastic bread from um, Aldi. Aldi. And you can get it in two ways. You can get it in the thick slices mm-hmm. and then the teeny thin slices. Yeah. I actually tried both. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's I like good. it. I've been buying the um, keto bread or the very low carb bread. And Aldi? Uh, not Aldi. Okay. You probably can get that there, something similar, but I like it. It's very, it's low calories. It's still white bread if you have a, you know, a honkering for white bread. Yeah. And it's low carb, low sodium, where no do, sugar. Where do you get it? Well, you can get it almost anywhere, but I don't know about Burkhart's. Uh, that's our local little grocery store, but I got it at Jewel. I got it at Meyer. Um, hmm. Well, I tried the Aldi brand of the no-carb bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. It, w- it was like mush. Oh, this this was not like that. Anyway, it maybe it was substance. just a certain kind. All right. Well, let's get back yes. to, to the topic. And our sponsors. Oh, yeah. So every week, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. First of all, we're besties. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we can go off the rails and talk about bread for two minutes. <laughs> it's entertaining. But yeah, there's some value there. Yeah. Uh, and... We've been besties for a long time. It's mm-hmm. been multiple decades. And so that's exciting. We have children that are about the same ages. Our husbands get along. We're just like doing life together. And what we do every week is we bring a new topic to the table. We discuss it. We curate the internet for information. And then we give our own experiences. And we try to bring this information to you as a value. Mm-hmm. There's a value there. Yeah. And we try They're... to be entertaining, right? Because I hope so. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we do have sponsors. They are our husbands. They have names. What are they, Catherine? Kenny and Ron. Mm-hmm. And together, they're Puffin because their nicknames are Muffin and Pooh. My Kenny is Pooh. <laughs> Sorry, folks. It's just the way it is. I know. We explain this every day. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Puffin, for your outstanding support of this podcast. At one point this year, we are going to get around to allowing our listeners to support the podcast. We with, need to make a goal. Let's like, do it. Outline. Yeah, we're going to do it. All right. But for right now, today's episode is on the topic of downsizing and how to know when it's time for you to downsize. Good. Yeah. That's I'm sure a- there's a lot of people that are like, you know, it's on their mind. 
because people our age right. are at that season. So hopefully right. this will be helpful. Right. So Catherine and I are both in our 50s, and we both recently downsized within the last few years. So we're going to talk about that. We're the we'd like to give you three takeaways three things that we think you know you're going to get out of hanging out with us for this chat the first one we're going to go over is um you know what what i just said how to know when it's time mm-hmm. you're thinking about it all that stuff so we've got an article that we're going to outline there then we're going to share our own experiences and then finally we're going to leave you with some spiritual encouragement a little nugget yeah we like to do that at the end of every show we do that's the ultimate goal yeah so stay with us mm-hmm. While you're doing whatever you're doing and also tuning into the podcast. All right. Well, let's jump in to this article. The article is called Seven Undeniable Signs. It's time to downsize. And this is uh, from Keller Williams Realty in San Antonio. They put out like a little newsletter type thing. The number one undeniable sign that it might be time to downsize is retirement. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's common sense. You know, you could reduce your property taxes uh, by selling a larger home and purchasing a smaller home. You could reduce your mortgage payments, Mm -hmm. also your insurance on the home. Yeah, once you're on a fixed income, Mm -hmm. those are the things you, you know, uh, you're in control of. Well, you can be. Right. So that's the most common reason that people look into downsizing is that, okay, now we're in retirement. It's a whole different season, different ball game. So let's get some different, you know, different crash pad. Mm. All right. Second one is feeling overwhelmed with maintenance on the home. Oh, we yeah. were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, this little blurb says, no matter what your age, mm. you have to ensure that your home is cleaned, maintained, and paid for. Whether you do the work yourself or pay someone else to do it, fixing broken shingles on a roof, and your roof was super steep. Very steep. And it was large because yeah. it was a ranch. Yeah. So it was a very big roof. And then it says, and making sure that the yard is constantly mowed can be exhausting. If you've reached the stage where you feel overwhelmed or you just think you could use your time better or your money better, it might be time to go smaller. Mm-hmm. The, the other interesting thing, it doesn't mention it here, and it might mention it further down, but um, is things can change in a nanosecond. Oh, that's, yes. You know, Good like point. regardless of, of what age you are, and especially when you get into your 50s and you're looking down the neck of, okay, the next decade is the 60s, 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. right? Is your home going to be, are you going to be able to live in your home uh, all the way through into your like golden years. Yeah. Let's call them golden. Let's, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we were just outside and I was noticing my cre- yeah. <laughs> my creepy skin. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm disintegrating. Yeah. And the texture of our hands. Oh, let's Ugh. not talk about that. Well, uh, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry. I didn't mean to. All right. But the over the overwhelm of maintaining a home can be a definite sign that it might be time to downsize. Yeah, because maybe perhaps you want to spend more time together. You want to go on vacation more. You have more free time and you don't want to be maintaining your home. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. We, as you know, uh, but our listeners may not know, when we were next door neighbors a few years ago, uh, we had two and a half acre lots. Each. Right. So she had two and a half acres and I had two and a half acres. And every week that grass has to be mowed. And Not by us, but <laughs> by puffin. I was like, I don't know how to use that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> learn. 
Right. Well, because it was a major deal. It was a lot of work. But I did do, like, I pulled the weeds. I did all the preening. I did the landscaping. It's a lot of work. I know. All right. So that's something for our listeners to consider is if you're feeling a little overwhelmed with all the work, you might want to downsize. Okay. The third one, this is three out of seven. If you have unused rooms throughout your house, Mm -hmm. bigger is not always better. This is true. It's funny, though. I used to like to look at the empty room like, oh, it's so pretty, you know, like get it all staged yeah, and all nice and right. then just step away yeah. and look and peer and inside. And then just in case somebody comes, uh, it looks nice and they can stay in there if they want. But yeah, that was then. Yeah. Um, here it says here, if you can't remember the last time you walked into your guest bedroom except to dust, mm-hmm. then you should consider downsizing. If these spare rooms do nothing but collect dust, they may be a waste. Unused rooms still end up costing money, not only in property taxes, but eventual maintenance like leaky roofs, peeling paint, etc. But also in that they must be heated and cooled using up unnecessary electricity and oil and gas and whatever. Okay. Yeah. So something to think about. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously we when we moved, I, I know I'm kind of weaving in here a little bit of our own experiences as we go. But mm-hmm. um, when we moved, we we moved out of a, a home that had five bedrooms in it. Mm-hmm. it. It was they weren't huge bedrooms, but and we had converted one closet into a bedroom. So it fit a bed only no dresser. You know what I mean? It was small. Um, but still, it was a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Five bedrooms is a lot more than the home we live in now. When we first bought it, it only had two bedrooms. Yeah. So to go from five bedrooms to two bedrooms was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then we added a bedroom. Squeezing people out like a pimple. I know. <laughs> One of our boys uh, moved out as a result. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm not moving into that. I'm like, oh, darn. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Ron, our evil plan worked. <laughs> it did. Okay. Number four. Lifestyle change. When thinking about downsizing, it's important to forecast ahead for the future. While you may be spry and able now, or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> what about 15 to 20 years from now? According to Keller Williams, San Antonio real estate expert, Helen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever her last name <laughs> is. Medical issues or disability is one of a multiple times a day. What? Oh, wait, I skipped a whole line. Sorry. (laughs) Medical issues or disability is one of the most common reasons to choose to downsize. You know, I could see that, especially if somebody has a two or three story home. Right. And uh, if it's large or even if it's not large, you know, moving into a ranch is uh, more suitable for that situation. Right. And um, when you, you and I were discussing... Um, about different reasons why people might have a lifestyle change. Like, for example, if your parents are elderly and they need to come live with you, Mm -hmm. maybe you're able-bodied, but your parent is not able to navigate Mm -hmm. stairs, and therefore you may need to move as a family in order to accommodate the needs of elderly. Or, like this thing said, you know, could be an accident that someone's had. Or we also talked about um, a change in marital status, like if if you're getting a divorce. Yeah. You know, you might have to downsize. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Number five, financial troubles. Mm -hmm. Um, Financial issues are another reason some consider downsizing in older age. The trick to successfully downsizing for financial reasons, reasons is to not wait too long. 
If you are already dipping into your savings to pay your home expenses each month, chances are you shouldn't be in that house. Yeah. So if your monthly income that's coming in between your Social Security, your pension, or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you have coming your way for your retirement income, if that's not cutting it Mm -hmm. for the housing expenses, then you may want to consider a change. You definitely want to consider that. Right, because you don't want to get into the situation where, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. You know, or the market's bad or whatever. And right now the market's good, so yeah, it's hot for, hot for selling. Not so much if you're buying, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. Plus a peace of mind, too. I mean, it, I, I would imagine that it's difficult to, to sleep at night if you're dipping into money yeah. for the future to pay your home, pay off yeah. your home, so... Yeah. yeah. And good to make a plan, you know, and think through like, what did the next 15 to 20 years look like? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, be proactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just a house, you know. It's true. It's just a house. Yeah. Okay. Number six, you can make big money. Houses in your neighborhood are beginning to sell for a pretty penny. When purchasing a home, you typically calculate the home's potential appreciation based on market factors. If your home has appreciated in value right now, may be the perfect time to cash in on that value. And this is true. This was written for the San Antonio area, which is like hot, yeah, hot, like a hot tamale for real estate. Mm-hmm. But it is true of the Chicago area and many areas in the country right now. Yeah, but I guess that would also suppose on where you're going to move. Yeah. Well, if you're downsizing, that'd be, a, a, I guess, a good decision. Yeah, but because if if you have a larger home and now you're going to, you know, sell that off and take a portion of the proceeds of that, you know, to purchase whatever the next thing is, mm. you should be in a position where that's going to, and the net gain is going to be a benefit to you. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay, and then finally, the last uh, number seven on this little article is you would like to see more of your family. Uh, (laughs) If distance, I know what you're laughing about, so we'll get to that in a minute. If distance from your family is what's keeping you from watching your grandchildren's soccer games or ballet recitals, consider moving closer. Downsizing to a smaller home closer to family will allow you to grab lunch with your son or read to your grandchild as they drift off to sleep. Oh, what a nice sentiment. Yeah, and there's a picture of an old creepy skinned lady <laughs> with her grandchild. Mm. Looks just like me. She's got yeah. the same color hair and everything. And when you were first reading that off to mm-hmm. me before we were on the air, mm-hmm. I was envisioning that it meant closer together in the home. Like you're you're on top of each other. Like, oh, there you are. <laughs> and there that's, you are how again. It, that's how it was that's for how, you. That, well, it, yes, it was. Yes. Very much so, actually. But we embraced it. I did like that. That because our home previously out in the so-called country, it was a large home. It also had five bedrooms, and we didn't see each other that much. Well, Kenny and I did, but the kids went off to their rooms. Plus, it could have been their ages as well. You know, they were teenagers yeah. and so forth. Yeah. But when we downsized. We were hanging out more and talk, actually talking more yeah. to one another. Well, the other change, though, 
as well is that there was a pandemic and so you were really forced like stuck in the house well that was our second downsize okay. we, we first downsized to a townhome because we weren't sure what we were going to do right and so the townhome it was nice it actually i think yeah it was definitely bigger than what we're in now mm-hmm. but when we moved to the townhome we're like yikes <laughs> there you are <laughs> it, it it is a change Oh, for sure. It is a change. And now let's transition into our experiences Mm -hmm. because I was just about to reference, and so I will, uh, talk about the bathroom situation. Because Mm. when you um, moved out of your home, how many bathrooms did you have in your larger home? Three. Three three full bathrooms. Three full bathrooms, yes. So three people could take a shower at the same time Mm -hmm. if they wanted to. Yeah, we had two water heaters, I believe. Okay, and in your home yeah. now? One. <laughs> One. One. One full bath. is the lowest yeah. number. So that's a big change. Yeah. Going from, you probably never had to wait to get into the bathroom. You might have had never. to move. <laughs> she, she I could, say this she with, could kill like, me with a her little eyes. bit of, uh, I don't know what word to say, but. It's a thing. It is it's a okay. thing. It's okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You're not doing it. But actually, it's worked out fine. You know, yeah. it's it's sometimes comical because we'll pull up like if we're on the car and we're coming from somewhere and we're pulling up to the house. One of us will say, I call bathroom like kids, you know, like I call front seat when they do that. Yeah. So but, but we, we will do that. Like, I got to go. And we have to determine who's who's got to go the worst. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's funny it is funny and i have told you this that growing up in the sick well i was born in 1965 so growing up through from that period all the way through getting out of high school so all the way through 1984 so for those 20 years whatever um we had one bathroom Mm -hmm. in our home Mm -hmm. there was there was a shower in the basement that one could use if you wanted to shower in the basement with the spiders and all. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. no, thank you. And then there was also a toilet and a tub that was upstairs, but it was like in the attic area. So also creepy. Also creepy. Okay. So there was essentially one bathroom. So yeah. I guess if there was an emergency, you did have options. Mm-hmm. But... I remember oftentimes banging on the door, yelling and, you know, when you getting out, mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff like that. The house I grew up in, we did have two bathrooms by the time my sister and brother, especially my brother, who's six mm-hmm. years younger than me, uh, by the time they were old enough to use the bathroom, I, we had a second bathroom. So. Yeah. Uh, and and that being said, I know like our parents' generation, they all grew up in right. really small homes, one bathroom, right. sleeping in the same room. And their parents' generation grew up with bathroom, like an outhouse, probably a lot of homes. Yeah, my mom for like our great grandparents. Yeah. Well, my yeah, my mom herself, their bathroom was outside. Yeah. I don't know for how long at what point that right. it was inside, but anyway, but you know we had grown accustomed to what we had for over 20 years in the home that mm-hmm. we lived in so it was a huge adjustment but it was time to downsize and for us it was a combination of too much maintenance the kids were getting older we were looking at the future mm-hmm. and we knew um i think right after or right around the time that we were thinking about selling the house we knew that 
um, the houses were depreciating, I think, if I remember right. But we just needed to make sure that uh, we got what we needed when we sold it. And yeah. it was also a financial situation. Our taxes kept going up. Yeah. So... Yeah, any of these things that we've listed from this article or even as we've added on a little extra, like our own experiences, there are multiple reasons why one might downsize. Mm -hmm. And I think that probably whatever the reason is for whomever, Mm -hmm. that's the reason. And Mm -hmm. it's a great reason. Yeah. Whether it's of your own, you know, doing Mm -hmm. or if it's been thrust upon you, you know, like Mm -hmm. you, you, you have to leave a home because... Um, you've taken a new job somewhere. Yeah. And so you've, you're deciding to downsize. Yeah. Because you don't want to move all that stuff mm-hmm. all the way to Iowa or wherever you're mm-hmm. going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, talking about uh, downsizing and making decisions and so forth, we definitely wanted to, well, we, one, we wanted to live on the same street as, oh, yeah. as you guys. Yeah. And we, we wanted to ha- have less maintenance and things like that but lo and behold the yard that came with this small house that we have is huge it is and that is a lot of maintenance yeah so we're kind of back there again with the uh, lawn maintenance right but with the home maintenance it's definitely less uh i think another thing to consider though when you when your kids are grown and flown or kind of in between Mm -hmm. like that's where we are somewhat our son patrick the oldest he's out he has his own home now Our daughter, Emily, lives out of state, but she could come back. And our youngest daughter, Alice, we don't know for sure what, um, she still lives at home with us. Yeah. And her future, you know, obviously she's not going to live with us forever. But one thing I didn't think about when we were downsizing is if we have grandkids, Mm -hmm. I'd love to have them overnight. We really don't have the room for that. Mm -hmm. I think I glorified home, maybe, you know. Because it was on our street. By me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I think so. Well, and we were just excited to, yeah. (laughs) Well, and here's the the thing that we just talked about is seasons change. Mm -hmm. By the time you have grandchildren, maybe Ellie will be out of the house and you'll have a spare room there and you could make it into a little grandchild nursery slash toddler bed slash, you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um. We just don't know. So definitely don't. You never know the future. You don't. Mm-hmm. And you know, you uh you know, we make plans and God laughs, you mm-hmm. know. That's that's the truth. Right. It sets our footsteps. What was the hardest thing for you about downsizing? Um, the hardest thing I think was realizing where to put our stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of a lot of things. I had an estate sale. Um, yeah. We also put our things in our favorite consignment store, Evelina's Red Dresser. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still had a lot of things that I wasn't ready to part with. So I think f- trying to figure out where that was going to go. Now, that was when we first moved to right. the townhome. And then when we decided we weren't going to build because our family bought a lot, your family bought a lot, and we thought we were going to build a house. So I kept some things, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then when we decided, no, the cost of lumber and supplies is too high, let's move, uh, or rather, let's sell the lots and buy a home. And then mm-hmm. when this one came up on, on your street, because you moved uh, First, before we did, right. second time, uh, we just, I, th- I think the hardest thing at that point was 
This home didn't have a basement. It was a one-car garage. And although I got rid of a lot of things, we still had things. The mm-hmm. other thing that was very difficult, we moved in in February and the coronavirus was unfolding and then the pandemic happened. And here we were uh, in this small home mm-hmm. and we were, you know, shut in the yeah, home. You're stuck. Stuck in the home. And we, we really were on top of each other. It, it was kind of cozy for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Until I, it's not. Yeah. And like I said, we joked about the bathroom situation. But I, I here is the biggest thing that was a struggle for us, especially me. There is no storage. We mm-hmm. have one small closet. That's it. Yeah. And we created a small closet for um, linens and things and I even reduced those things like tablecloths and sheets I didn't need they were Mm -hmm. always a back you know backup but so storage is a huge issue and even though we got rid of a lot you still need things you need you know you need a broom you need a vacuum cleaner and things like that so we didn't really we don't really have a spot for that yeah but we're going to we're gonna build on eventually yeah, I would say for us, the cha- most challenging thing, too, was probably the basement issue because we went from a large home with a basement to a small home with no basement. Mm-hmm. And there's a crawl space, but, you know, we don't use it for storage because it's just dirt down there and mm-hmm. stones. Um, that, so that was hard to get used to on a couple levels. One, where are you going to put your stuff? So mm-hmm. we went through the same process of we got rid of a lot of stuff, but it was cathartic at the same time. Yeah, so it was hard to imagine how are we going to fit all this stuff anywhere, mm-hmm. and we we uh, paid for a storage unit for a few mm-hmm. months. Yeah, and then we while we were um, kind of renovating the house a little bit, and then when we were done with the renovation, it was time to okay now we have to go through this stuff and figure out what we're keeping and what we're not. Yeah, and we had to be ruthless about it. Mm. And we do have storage in our attic, which you have your couple things up there, or at least your Christmas tree our is Christmas up tree. in my attic. Yeah. So we have that, which already we've started to creep some stuff in there, Uh-oh. like just throw it up <laughs> in the attic. Well, out of sight, out of mind. You yeah. Know? I do not miss having the basement for storage because it's not possible. It was it became like a gigantic junk drawer mm. in our other house. Okay. Just throw it down in the basement. We'll just store it there. We'll just keep it. We'll just store it. We'll just store it. Mm-hmm. For what? You yeah. know, and then you got to deal with it later. Yeah. So I'm glad that we don't have anything, uh, to, any place to store stuff for that reason. Mm-hmm. But when tornadoes come, I wish we had a basement. Mm, sure. I can see that. Yeah. I'm just, uh, uh, one other thing that was difficult as well, and still is, is that it's hard for us to host family get-togethers yeah. or any get-together. That's a challenge too. Yeah, because you're tight. But... The good thing is we live in a climate where you can host things outside when the weather cooperates, you know, so you've got spring and summer and even fall where Mm. you can have, you know, you can plan things and have them outside and you have a beautiful patio and we do too. We have a Mm -hmm. nice patio. So you know what? Here's what it is. It's all of life. It's give and take. It's pros and cons. That's exactly right. Because you know what I don't miss? I don't miss our big old tax bill. I don't either. That we had to pay. Yeah, and our... Big, big mortgage. old mortgage. I don't miss that. Yeah, it was a blessing to be released from that. It was. Mm-hmm. And those are um, important things. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that was great. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about our, your own experience in terms of downsizing? And, and if somebody's on the verge of should I, shouldn't I, what, would, what kind of advice would you give them? I, I would say if you're thinking about it, there's probably a reason that is causing you to think that and you should really highly consider doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe don't do what I did and, and uh, move because your friend lives on the same street. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> uh, it is. We have a lot of fun. But I would say, though, if, if something is prodding you to, to even consider it, there must be a reason and you should follow that up yeah you know definitely look into what your options are yeah and weigh them with you know great consideration mm-hmm. and prayer yeah all right speaking of prayer yeah uh, we have we always end our podcast with a little bit of scripture oh listen <laughs> to you yeah so we're gonna um share with you proverbs 24 verses 3 and 4 and it says this by wisdom a house is built and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Love that. Yeah. Pleasant riches. Yeah. And I think that's the mindset that we need to leave on and encourage ourselves with, mm-hmm. as well as our listeners, is that all of these things that we have, our homes, all the things in the home, our vehicles, they're all blessings from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they need to be treated as such, and they're temporary. They are temporary. And what's more important than all of those material things are relationships. Mm, that's right. I thought you were going to say our final destination, our, our real home. Well, that's true. And you're not going to take one darn thing with you. That's right. But what I, what I was referring to more so is that obviously we know we need a home to live in. Right. Um, but if it's time to downsize, maybe try to get this perspective that it could be a really good thing. It could give you more time and money to invest in relationships rather than spend, you know, time mm-hmm. and money maintaining a home. You know, you can travel and visit the grandkids and stuff like that. Yeah, because no matter the size of your home or whatever, you're doing life in it. Right. That's where your life, most of your life takes place is yeah. in your home. And that's what matters. That's right. Well, this has been fun talking about downsizing. And you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. And see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.